Hello and welcome, uh, Piyush ji. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on uh, My Legend Podcast. Welcome to this episode of My Legend Podcast. My Legend Podcast actively seeks stimulating and exciting conversations around cinema. This episode brings to you a special guest, Piyush Sharma. Piyush Sharma is a veteran digital marketing professional residing now in Ontario, Canada. Having spent a considerable number of years in India before moving to the other part of the world, Piyush Sharma is more known for his other identity that of an avid collector of music and information pertaining to Indian cinema. So music became part of my life as growing up and I was very fond of songs and music right from the childhood. Spanning a period right from the early 30s to the 1980s. He has a large collection of Bangla and Punjabi music and a huge library of related material. There were days when I would walk back home in the evening to save that money to buy an LP record. Piyush Sharma has delivered talks and lectures in music appreciation, contributed write-ups in numerous newspapers and magazines. He has also co-authored a tribute publication on music maestro Anil Bishwas. Piyush Sharma has co-hosted radio talk shows and music, met and interviewed a number of personalities over the years. He has been the founder secretary of the prestigious Vintage Hindi Music Lovers Association in Bangalore that honored Anil Bishwas in the mid 80s known as a storehouse of old Hindi music and information regarding music and movies he has been the consulting editor of Learning and Creativity and Silhouette magazines so let's welcome Piyush Sharma thank you for uh, making time today Thank you very much for inviting me. <laughs> my my wishes to you and all your listeners and viewers. Thank you so much once again. Let me jump right into uh, the first question for today. Uh, so, Piyush ji, uh, you grew up in India. You spent considerable number of years in India. So, which were your earliest memories? Where did you grow up, and how did you develop this keen interest in music? What were the earliest influences that left this deep impact on you? You see, we—I was born and brought up in Calcutta, and uh, I was—I belonged to a family of uh, such parents who were movie watchers. So we, the whole family would go and watch movies. So we would buy tickets, and all the brothers, sisters, all of us, my parents, we would go and watch movie. So that was like in the once in a month, or once in fifteen days, or once in two months, whatever was, or what movies they thought. that we should all watch we watch those movies also understand that in those years the movies were like something that family could watch so most of the movies were like that so that is where i grew up my earliest memory of a movie is havda bridge that ashok kumar and madhubala movie which i you see i grew up with those scenes in my mind always being there though i watched that movie later on again and then realized that this is what scenes i have was been thinking about but that was my first movie that i remember i had uh, been brought up in calcutta and i was watching howdah bridge all the time in my life in my childhood also so it's possibly because of that but yes and my mother was a very very good accomplished singer and she being a singer the song and music was always in the family 
she was all she would always sing my parents would always listen to music saigal was the favorite so they were always listening to songs and music all the time and my mother being a singer herself we would go to such uh, gatherings of social gatherings where my mother would be asked to sing and perform and it was always part of her growing up so that happened that way but she she was a very very accomplished person as the, in the way that she would compose the songs herself she would write the songs herself her she would typically do bhajans but she would write them and she would also compose the music and raga of it also and then she was also teaching some of the students songs so that is the background where i grew up from so music became part of my life as growing up and i was very fond of songs and music right from the childhood and that's how it is my mother used to say something to me which later on when i had grown up that i have very nasty ears that means that means not nasty in the way nasty but she would say that i would recognize any song and anything every always even i would point out the mistakes in a song committed by even lata mangeshkar so she used to say that piyush oh my god how could you point this out you are the only one in the world but you are right she used to say this to me all the time so i developed that sort of a knack in my listening where i could really understand and appreciate music and songs though i never had the understanding of ragas i never had that i never had any formal things about it but probably god gifted ears that i have like people have god gifted voice so i have god gifted ears absolutely so so that is the background i came from and then i started uh, when i was a student you see when i started working <clears throat> this was in the years 1972 onwards uh, i used to get 20 rupees every week as my income that out of the 20 rupees i would spend some money in uh, having some side street food and then the rest of the money i would spend would be buying lp records that is how i started now there are days where you know uh, if you know calcutta or not but my workplace was approximately approximately 12 to 14 kilometers away from my home there were days when i would walk back home in the evening to save that money to buy an lp record <laughs> so that's how i and then later on of course a few years later cassettes came in but i had started with the lp records that i was very fond of and i used to buy those days the lp records used to cost about 35 dollars each 35 rupees each 35 to 40 each so it was like two weeks that i had two or three weeks that i had to save the money and then buy one record and some of the record shops had known me very well they knew me really very well they became friendly with me they knew what i would listen they would bring out everything to show me so that's how it all started and then you become uh, friends with such people who are of common interest with you who would share and talk about music with you so that's how it all happened and so as you uh, progress you know into the 70s and then you got it to work life and into the real world you took this interest in film music you know and this whole passion for collecting writing about music you took it to the next level and you were part of associations such as the vintage hindi film music lovers association can you recall that phase and some of the key milestones of that time and the lovely things that you were you did as part of that association and 
you know your memories of people that you met during that time and songs you see, I was, that impacted uh, you i used to read also mm-hmm. and i i have been a very voracious reader so i used to read literature i used to read books all the time i would every day carry a book with me that wherever i had time i would grab grab the pages and i would read that was my interest so it has been always there so reading and then i used to subscribe and li- read screen magazine regularly that used to give me information and other things also then what happened was that there was some a uh, local calcutta based newspapers and things that used to carry some thing on music and movies and i would just off hand just read them but i was i was not fond of reading gossip that i was not fond of so the gossip stayed away from me and facts and figures were always with me that's how it started then i had a uh, small stint <clears throat> uh, with a magazine in in calcutta that allowed me to use their cameras and take pictures and submit my pictures to be printed in the newspaper and i was very fond of photography from very beginning so i used their camera and i used some of the world's best cameras that were there in their stocks and took pictures in calcutta and i gave it to them and they published some of them most of the pictures they would publish in their staff's name not in my name <laughs> but but they would pay the money to me so i started making some money and taking pictures and that's how i came to know through them another gentleman who used to do these movie things and all these things so there was an event on uh, on hari rama hari krishna and then there was an event on ishq 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 that devanand film that was a very large scale thing done by the statesman calcutta and the junior statesman which used to be part of calcutta and i came to know a gentleman there who used to talk to me about everything so when they were designing the publicity material when they were doing the lp cover and all these things i was watching and seeing it like with passion and then he invited me to that show which was going to be held as a premiere or whatever it was or, or a pre launch of hari rama of ishkesh kesh so i saw devanand on stage and i saw rd varman and i had that opportunity to sort of two minutes talk to rd varman and in a crowd and i was like you know in the ninth sky <laughs> i was so happy i never spoke to devanand but i just saw him on the stage but <clears throat> that sort of thing came stayed with me and then i thought that why not write sometimes in the papers then i moved to bangalore after i got married i moved to bangalore in bangalore what happened was that i came to cross some of the people who used to work you know there used to be doordarshan that was showing movies every sunday sort of thing and every sunday they would pick up a movie and show most of the times the movie synopsis and the credits used to be wrong that they used to publicize so <clears throat> i had a contact in indian express and contact in deccan herald they used to call me every friday and tell me piyush this is the movie what is what do you say synopsis so i would give them the synopsis and the details of the cast and credit and everything and they would say no the doordarshan is giving us a different thing as i don't believe doordarshan go with that what i'm telling and this was used to be always there so it started that way in bangalore that is how it started <clears throat> and then one fine day the decanerial lady called and said that why don't you write a small piece on this now i was like okay i will write and they said that publish it but i will if it's required i'll change and all so that's how it started when i started writing and i started writing and <clears throat> when kishor kumar died 
um, I got a call from screen actually to submit a tribute and I rewrote a tribute and there was a one full page published in the newspaper screen of my tribute on Kishore Kumar. That made people know and talk to me about writings and all these things. And then of course, uh, we had this uh, group of friends that got together in Bangalore and we started this association. Um, I was introduced to this association by Rupa Swani. I don't know if you have heard his name or not. Yes, yes, uh, very dear, very dear friend and nice man. He is dead now. Rupa Swani's brother <clears throat> used to have that uh, uh, radio, music and radio, you know, Murphy radio type of a shop of equipments and all these things that was near to my office. And I had just come to know him uh, through somebody else who used to sell cassettes on the street. So there was a cassette shop behind my office in Bangalore and that cassette shop knew this guy and then this guy came to know me. And then when we used to talk about music, he said, let me introduce you to my brother because my brother is really into it. And that brother was Rupa Swani. So one day he brought Roop to my shop and we sat and chatted. So Roop is the one who actually introduced me to others. What happened was that we used to there were a few of us together. So there was Adip Chaudhuri, there was Bharat, there was Chiranjeev Singh, these people and Roop and Manohar Kamath. <clears throat> so all of these people I came to know only through Roop Aswani. But what used to happen was that we used to get together at somebody's office in the lunchtime. So we had that about 40 minutes to one hour as lunchtime extended. We used to all get together in that office and that's where we used to talk only of music and songs. <laughs> and all of these people were highly, highly knowledgeable about music. And some of them knew much more than I ever knew. Because most of these people were approximately 10 years older than I am. So their music knowledge of the older music was much better and higher. And then by the grace of God, we uh, on the in the screen magazine, there used to be a, a column at that time, which was written and published by V.A. Kerangarao. Now, V.A. Kerangarao is a very popular and known, well-known name in music and dance. And I used to respond to his questions that he used to ask. And then he used to also give some awards and things like that. So, uh, three, four, five times later, he came to know that I knew some things that I was answering correctly and he was complimenting me. So, one day, in his column itself, he writes that he's visiting Bangalore. You know, he was Chennai based, Madras based. So when he wrote he was visiting Bangalore, I told him that may I request to meet you. So this is how I came to meet Rangarao and we got him into our group and we all chatted together. Rangarao has tremendous knowledge of music and dance. So then next time Rangarao came and he stayed at my house. And if I would go to Madras, I would stay in his house. So we became very close friends. And through Rangarao, I can say this to you. What should be the measures of writing, how a write-up should be done, and how what to avoid, what to include, is what I learned from Rangarao, honestly. By listening to him, by watching him, by seeing him. So this sort of a group formed. And we were in that group where we used to chat of music. And once this group formed, we came through Chiranjeev Singh, we came to know Bhakta. Bhakt Vatsalam. Now he's the owner of Sharda movies and they were already in the film business and doing movies and other things. And his wife was a famous uh, Karnataka actress. 
So Bhakta is the one who, when we met him, said that let's form an association and do something about it. This is how the association got formed. And we used to hold weekly meetings at that time. So we gathered some members. So about 120, 130 members we got total. And we used to get together in some place like in Bangalore club or in somebody's lawn or something like that. And we used to play music and we used to have quiz programs and we used to publish small little write-ups that we used to circulate among people. And this is how everything got into happening. Uh, later on, we decided that we should do something on a larger scale. So we thought of doing a tribute to the music director, Neil Biswas. And uh, that was another platform. And uh, it was a huge thing that happened. The program was held in Vidhan Sabha, you know that, in the main hall of Vidhan Sabha. So, and originally it was Ramakrishna Hegde who was supposed to be our chief guest. But at the last moment, because he traveled to USA, he backed out. And uh, Vahida Rahman became our patron in that association. And we used to regularly have people who were visiting Bangalore, that uh, music, music associated, movie associated people. And we would talk to them and meet them and have interviews and all these things. So among during those days, I met many such personalities that uh, I was very fond of music. In Calcutta also, I had met earlier also a few of them. Like I had met Mannade something like 10 times before in Calcutta before I came to Bangalore. That was a learning experience in my life because we had decided that we would have a few singers, but not our members, not our members that would sing Anil Biswas songs on the stage. So we got the board, board people selected the singers. There were like seven or six or seven of them. But I trained those singers. Oh, I, see. I trained those singers how to sing and what not to sing and what to sing. So after my training, the next step that I was a learning experience was that I was, we were publishing a tribute magazine. So I had to gather the write-ups. Now started my research work. So I got all the movies of uh, Baswas and how all the songs were done and we listed every one of them. And then we asked outside people to contribute and Biswas himself suggested. You see, I was talking to him regularly. I speak Bengali and he speaks Bengali. So we were talking always in Bengali. And he was very became very close to me, very, very close to me. So he suggested that you contact this person or this person. They can give you some write-ups. And then he said that I will call Lata and you, she will give you a write-up. So when he called, next I called Lata Mangeshkar and I asked her. I spoke to her on phone for that one or two minutes. And then I spoke to Talat Mahmood. We called Suraya, she never came on the phone. Even though Anil Biswas had told her, she never came on the phone. And she never gave a write-up or anything. But what happened is that during this research and during the writing of everything, you see, it be totally became a different experience for me. Now I was working on a different level. I was working on people's write-ups. I was working on correcting the things. I was working like an editor of the magazine. I was working like somebody who's gathering and redoing the things. And then collecting the information on every song that he has composed today, right, starting from 1933. It was not an easy job because information and records and details were not available in those days at all. There was no YouTube or no information sessions or nothing like that. So it was a really, really a hectic job and a learning experience for me. And then there was also one more thing that we had about uh, National Film Archives. 
had lent to us somewhere around 11 films that had anil biswas music and for one week we ran those films in two different theaters in bangalore okay and i used to i used to badami house yes badami house was not this month for the public theaters public was in two different theaters oh i see what okay. was one was in the cantonment area and one was on the silver jubilee park area right. so these two theaters were showing uh, like noon show or something like that on anil biswas films and i used to go to see how people are reacting and how people are attending and they were very well attended and then like you know in old days there used to be the song books published for films uh, there used to be like patla patla you know cheap paper type of song books that were published way back in the 50s and 60s okay. we made those type of books on those films each one of them and we circulated them them at the theater now all those books were published and written by me so i did all that job and everything was done this was really a very large scale learning experience for me very large scale absolutely absolutely because i was the secretary of the association i was doing everything that was needed to be done practically on field this was this was that happened that time and it was beautiful i'll tell you it was wonderful experience it's so lovely to hear uh, these experiences from you piyush great uh, memories and recalls Uh, i'm kind of digressing a bit from this part and kind of uh, you know chewing your brains you know given your vast knowledge as a film critic and a film historian do you also believe that the 1950s were the golden age of hindi film music a lot of people have said this and i have my own personal opinion about that so do you agree with it if yes uh, what do you think who's that uh, you know there were a whole plethora of composers at that point of time would you be able to hand pick someone who stood out from the rest or is it a difficult choice for you given the kanwaza that you are hmm. you know i'll answer it this way okay. that the music in the cinema started in 30s correct. correct but the 30s music was primarily based on either theatrical music or on pure classical music or on pure lok sangeet so these were the three sources of the music that were coming to us in 30s the recording facilities were very basic they used to have uh, people standing in the streets and recording the songs and stuff like that and the sound effects were really not good and they could not accomplish too many too much of orchestra what they wanted to be with the singers by the time the late 30s and early 40s started these things and systems really changed the studio systems came in and with the studio systems <clears throat> especially with new theaters and then the coming of bombay talkies and prabhat cinema what happened was that the studios had better facilities to record songs so they used to shoot the movies in the studios and they used to record the songs also in the studios and then what happened also simultaneously was that the recording companies developed their own studios so whether it was hmv or it was hindustan or it was other record jenko or whatever record companies they had developed their own studios in their studios they used to have uh people who would train on microphones and how to throw your voice and they would have their own musicians also so all these things started now you need to understand that all of this was happening simultaneously till the early or mid 40s so in 40s you can say literally that proper music or recordings started coming out the quality of music was right there from the beginning from 30s itself but their recording qualities and output qualities changed in the early 40s 
with 40s what happened the cinema also became populist cinema and people would listen to the songs on radios because prior to that the radios would not play those songs they were like only based on other different things so in 40s the things changed so public demand and public taste was being tested in 40s and all those people who shunned cinema because they thought it was a cheap or a bad or a whatever it was platform and we don't want to be associated with it sort of changed their attitudes and minds also so eventually when all of this happened and culminating it into a real quality stuff happened from i would say literally 1948 49 this is why 50s is supposed to be the golden period because 50s saw the best of the best quality of talent come into the music field Absolutely. the music composers from all over india from gujarat maharashtra punjab bengal everywhere tamil nadu everywhere they came into hindi cinema and it got a big sort of variety of people that were contributing into it the singers and the voice of singers became different they were not crass anymore they were not the theatrical anymore they became literally recording room voices and that sort of a sound quality on songs started coming out also so 50s and because of the competition being so high and everything was whether you run or you don't run if you the, if the film doesn't run if the music does not sell two movies later you are out or two lps later or two set of records later you have no more market so you had to be competitive this is what happened that, that made 450s really glow because everybody had to bring out their best the singers had to bring out their best the composers had to bring out their best the lyricists had to bring out their best sometimes it was also you could say that good cinemas good songs good lyrics did not run and they became flop and the people walked out of cinema it happened quite a few but this is what was the litmus test as you say and that made the 50s to be the golden period whatever has happened and gained from the 50s overflow into 60s still maintaining the same sort of melody and pattern and that is why 60s is also considered by some people as one of the best music era things started changing after 70s but 50s and 60s represent what we call the golden era of indian cinema but 50s this is why 50s is considered the best because of these reasons the music of course was very very high quality in 50s and it you it was not only populist it was also what do you say of quality based they were conscious of what they were creating and composing and they were answerable that i can't walk away with just cheap music or whatever it is so it was very very concentrated effort that was put on favorites is very difficult now because i might say that when i was growing up i had some favorites some not favorite i would not watch the movies of those actors who were always crying or drowsy or you know tragic and all i was not watching those things they were not my cup of tea i would rather watch the movies of heroes who were jumping around or happy or go fighters or would take it out on themselves and not could not compromise with the situation that that is what i would rather watch rather than anything else sure. songs i heard every type of song i liked all types of songs so i had no preference that i wouldn't listen to this one today if you ask me 
I really have no favorites nowhere at all. That is the reason is I have started believing that believing that every one of them, every singer, every music composer, every lyricist, every film star, they have all done wonderful job for my pleasure. <laughs> they, they dance on the screen so that I can enjoy it. They sing the song so that I can listen to and have a nice time about it. Absolutely. That is what I have come down to. So all of them were good. Some I prefer to listen to more. Some I prefer to listen to less. But it's on the mood. That's all it is. Yeah. Sure. So if you had to, if you had a certain preference, who would it turn to? I'm positive. In what regard? Uh, in what regard? In what regard? So suppose you were in a somber mood, whom would you listen to? Uh, I would say that the uh, when you listen to something, it sets you into a mood, rather than the mood setting the songs. Okay, that's an so, interesting. <coughs> that's interesting. So that is what really happens. I mean, I I listen to every today. I will pick up. I I'm very fond of Kale Sagal. I'm extremely fond of Kale Sagal. So I would pick up Kale Sagal today, and I would listen to Kale Sagal for the next two, three, four days. Then I would pick up Talat Mahmood one day, and I would listen to him. Or if I pick up Gita, I wouldn't leave Gita. That's for the next ten days. <coughs> Rafi intermittent. I listen to probably all the time. Kishore, I listen to probably all the time. So you see, this is how it, uh, it doesn't matter to me if I'm picking up somebody in particular as per my mood or not. No, I enjoy everybody. I enjoy Shamshad Begum a lot. So I enjoy all the singers very much. You cannot pick and choose that uh, uh, my that this is my today's favorite or tomorrow's. No, I I really enjoy and like all of them. Absolutely. So you do not have particular favorites of any of these uh, singers. Do you have any particular favorite songs of these singers? Songs, some of the songs I like, some I don't like. That's always there. Something I think that okay, they don't make such an impact, but that doesn't mean that I don't listen to them. I will listen to all of them. I listen to almost all the songs and everything I listen to. So that's how it happened. And you know that I used to be uh, since as I used to collect the records, then I started collecting songs on cassettes. and i ended up having a very huge collection of uh, songs and records and even though i lived in bangalore i would visit calcutta quite frequently so there were people in calcutta who came to know me through that write up i wrote on kishore kumar in screen magazine this gentleman who used to be uh, doing uh, music compilations and supplying music to hmv his name was vinod sonthalia he contacted me So when I went to Calcutta next time, I met him. He was living in Calcutta. Now, he took me to the HMV studios, and HMV at that time borrowed from my collection something like ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen songs or tracks that I gave to HMV to reissue on LPs and records and cassettes. So that was a very interesting experience. Very interesting experience. But. that's how it happens and i that's how i grew into my contacts and people and uh, knowing more and more and then coming in contact i met that music director called v balsara some three or four times in this sonthalia's house himself and then i i used to meet everybody that i had got the chance of did a conducted interviews with hemant kumar with ravi with lot of other people shakti samant with lot of other people that ever i could lay my chance myself upon and we would talk and meet and that's how it happened awesome awesome so uh, i'm again uh, egging you you know to kind of uh, give specific names like 
there were a whole set of people you know uh, great composers like we had the noshads we had the kenchan prakash shankar jaykishan we had the madan mohan we had the uh, uh, who else sd barman we had so many people you know in the 50s we had in the late 40s and in the 50s guys anil bishwas salil chaudhary we had just so many people and that you know and just if you had to are you a fan of all their music or did you have you can to? call every one of them yes i am fan of every one of them each one of them i can recollect one. songs i can recollect songs of each one of them specifically give you a list of them and bring it out from my collection and play for you whenever you want to and tell you what is the quality of this man or quality of this composer but if you have to really study and understand the cinema's music you'd have to pick it up from the periods so you can understand that when it was the period of 30s it was raichand boral or pankaj malik or timil baran who were the main contributors and you listen to their music you will understand the music of that era and how it was composed and how they were similar or dissimilar to each other that's how you will understand but the moment 40s started the 40s was actually led by khemchand prakash and anil biswas and they became the real people who the later on music composers followed and adapted the styles of and then came in noshad and gulam mohammed and sri ramchandra and some more so you listen to the music of that era you have to listen to these guys to understand the music and to understand how they became what they became popular and what they gave to the music and the moment 50 started then you had a huge group of guys that came in very very talented one better than the other sort of people because they were competing with these old masters who were already established you see to compete with anil biswas or noshad was not easy because they were ruling the roost they were giving massive hits very high quality ones so people who came in at that time were like shankar jaykishan or sd burman or roshan or madan mohan so these were the people who followed suit and then they became popular at all through and then opin air and then all through these 50s if you listen to these people you will understand how they composed music what they did and how they competed with each other and then came in people like endata and ravi and jaydev and all these people so they also started composing music and once 60s started you had people like lakshmikant parlal and rd barman and kalyanji ananji who take took it over from there and they carried on into the 70s also so that is where you whole diaspora stands and in between there were people like usha khanna and some more such music composer jun b bulosirani and many other such composers who was really good gs kohli sn tripathi sorry there was even in the 50s there was sn tripathi you know yeah chitragupta chitragupta and sn tripathi yeah. very good very very good yes. they were very good music directors yes. <clears throat> absolutely so uh, you know you've just given this entire trajectory of so much of information pg what are your closing thoughts on uh, hindi film music the future of hindi film music and do you wish to continue to do something or you know as you said you've completely taken a break or where do you see i mean now music now has completely changed it's very electronic this this little or no music so what are your closing thoughts on uh, where music can go today can people go back and you know can can the, the can the golden era be revived is there any hope for film music or it, has it taken a completely different uh, 
uh, turn. The tragedy is the tragedy is that the companies that own the rights of the music do nothing to promote it. Their marketing is hopelessly hopelessly bad. They do nothing at all. If they promote it, yes, it will catch up and people will listen to it. The thing that the quality and technicality that sound was different is always there. Every ten years, the sound changes. So you know, if you want to only stay with the next one that is coming, it is your choice. But if you want to appreciate music, you would have to overcome the what do you say the um, lackness in the quality of sound of certain era. If I want to enjoy KL Sahgal, I cannot expect it to be Air Rahman type of quality of music. So that I have to understand in my mind before I appreciate music. But if I want to have a choice that I am only going to listen to the latest music, it is my choice. Stay with it. Nothing, nothing tells you that you should not. But if I am a serious student of music and I want to really study the music of the cinema, then I have to shed my prejudices away. That's the only way you can really enjoy music. You see, I had a, I had spent one and a half days in Canada with Amit Kumar and his family. So I took them for lunch. I took them to see a cinema. I took them anywhere, roamed around, talked to them. So I had immense discussions up with him about Kishore Kumar also. You know what he told me? He said that one day, he said his dad asked him when Amit Kumar had already recorded and started singing songs. So he became a singer. So one day his dad asked him to sit on a piano and sing this song of Kail Sagar. Now Amit Kumar says that it made no sense to me. I told dad that what are you doing, dad? Why should I sing this? It does not belong to this era. I am not connected with that. I can't relate myself. Kishore Kumar said, "Sing the song." Amit Kumar tried. and he was horrible at it and he failed it so kishore kumar said that you think you are a singer you can't even sing that basic song that kail sagal sang 35 years ago so amit kumar said what is the secret behind it he said sing it a few times and you will learn amit kumar says that when he sang that song almost 100 times he then realized that the music and the songs and the intricacy of that composition of that era if we learn it today it makes you a better singer it makes you a singer really this is how kishore learned singing so you know you have to shed your prejudices if you want to really learn music of all times you have to shed prejudices i listen to the new music sometimes that comes to my ears i don't like it or it does not stay with me rather let's put it that way but music is music if something is good it appeals you if it is not good it does not appeal you absolutely absolutely and i think there are no barriers to appreciating music as you said a prejudice free approach there is no barrier no barrier you know i i listen to i listen to kannada music i listen to tamil music i listen to bengali music immensely because i understand it and i listen to punjabi music and i listen to hindi all the time and urdu all the time so there is no barrier to music anything you can listen to any time you want wonderful uh, talking to you psg it has been a wonderful very insightful conversation i'm so glad you. you were able to make time and it has been wonderful talking to you really appreciate the fact that you joined us thank you thank you very much anteri thank, thank you. you thank you thank you psg take care bye 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 bye